Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 178 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, The Jackbox Party Pack 9, New Tales from the Borderlands, and Persona 5 Royale on Xbox. Games coming out this week include Mountain Blade 2 Banner Lord, Miraculous Rise of the Sphinx, Garbage Pail Kids, Mad Mike and the Quest for Stale Gum, Robotry, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin Wanderer of the Rift, Escape String, Temple of Horror, Signalysis, Commandos 2 and 3 HD Remaster Double Pack, Saturnalia, Star Ocean The Divine Force, Gunfire Reborn, Resident Evil Village Gold Edition, Resident Evil Reverse, Soft Star, Paper Ghost Stories 7pm, Silenced The House, Sharon's Staircase, Live by the Sword Tactics, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion. Some new games out now on Game Pass and coming soon have been announced. Available now, Amnesia Collection on Cloud Console and PC, Amnesia Rebirth Cloud Console and PC, Phantom Abyss Through Game Preview on Cloud, PC, and Xbox Series X and S, Soma Cloud Console and PC, Persona 5 Royale Cloud Console and PC. Then on October 27th, you can play Frog Detective The Entire Mystery on PC, as well as Gunfire Reborn Cloud Console and PC, and Signalysis Cloud Console and PC. Now on to last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, Sony and Activision's deal blocks Call of Duty from Xbox Game Pass for years. Liam McKay at Charlie Intel writes, Microsoft are still in the process of acquiring Activision Blizzard, taking the Call of Duty franchise under their ownership. Microsoft have confirmed their intent to bring Call of Duty to Xbox Game Pass, but Activision's deal on Sony blocks it from happening for a number of years. Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard is one of the biggest deals in gaming, where the Xbox owner is attempting to take massive franchises such as Call of Duty and Overwatch under their ownership. Microsoft still have to jump through a few hurdles before it's done deal though, getting approval from governments around the world. Sony has also been expressing concern, but Microsoft assured them that PlayStation will get the same version of Call of Duty and that they intend to honor all existing agreements and keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Currently, Sony and Activision Blizzard's deal allows PlayStation players to receive exclusive benefits, such as early access to Modern Warfare 2's beta, an exclusive operator, and combat packs for Warzone. As confirmed in documents filed to the UK's Competition and Market Authority, Sony and Activision Blizzard's agreement includes a clause that blocks Call of Duty games from being on Xbox Game Pass for, quote, a number of years, end quote. Referring to Phil Spencer's, quote, intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard, end quote, the document confirms that, quote, the agreement between Activision Blizzard and Sony includes restrictions on the ability of Activision Blizzard to place Call of Duty titles on Game Pass for a number of years, end quote. Microsoft previously confirmed their intent to make Activision Blizzard's much-loved library of games, including Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty, available in Game Pass. What this all means for Call of Duty coming to Game Pass remains to be seen. If COD games arrive on Game Pass, it might not be for a number of years per the deal. Microsoft are insistent that Call of Duty will remain on PlayStation. It's hard in its current form to understand what this will mean. 
if, as we all presume, the deal will go through and close and Microsoft will acquire Activision Blizzard, of how this really does shake up for us, the gamers. Microsoft, as they stated in the news article, says Call of Duty will be on Game Pass. But does that mean they're just going to backlog all the previously released games and we're not going to get the new games day and day for a couple of years? That would be a pretty big blow as the expectation when this deal closes is that all future games will be day and date free on Game Pass. Excited to see how this shakes up in the years to come. Number two, Halo Infinite's winter update looks like a second launch for the game. Jay Peters at The Verge writes, If Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries' latest video is anything to go by, the forthcoming winter update promises to be a big one. The free update, which is set to be released on November 8th, finally adds things like the long-delayed network campaign co-op and forge modes, and 343 shared a closer look at what you can expect in a nearly 13-minute video published on Wednesday. With the addition of campaign co-op, you'll be able to finally play through the game's very good story mode with three of your pals. The mode was pushed from the game's original launch, slipped further throughout the year, though 343 finally previewed it in a test flight in July, alongside network campaign co-op. 343 will also be adding the ability to replay missions, which was notable a mission at Infinite's launch. But if you're waiting for local split-screen co-op, that won't be happening at all, as 343 Industries has scrapped the plans for that mode. Forge mode, which is launching in beta with the new update, will let players make their own multiplayer maps and modes. It's been a staple of the series since Halo 3 and in Infinite, it looks like it will offer a robust set of tools and even a powerful visual scripting language. I'm personally quite excited to check out some of the wild stuff that other people create. For multiplayer, one of the biggest changes is a new system that gives you XP just for playing the game. Halo Infinite's current progression system relies largely on completing challenges to level up, which has been a common source of frustration for many players. This new match XP system should make it easier to progress without requiring you to grind out specific challenges, 343 is also adding two new maps, which were built using Forge and a new mode. The winter update is only a few weeks away and there's more to come next year. Season 3 is set to launch on March 7th, adding things like new maps to the arena and big team battle modes and an in-game reporting system. I can see why this article is saying it's a second launch for the game, because what really should have happened was this game probably should have got delayed so that all this was in the package at launch. Halo Infinite Campaign Co-op Online is great for players that were holding out to play through the game because they wanted to do it with their friends just like back in the day. Forge looks incredible and is actually the pulling point for me to want to go back and check out this game. And getting XP for just completing matches in Halo, how was that not in the game at launch? But it is finally here very soon, time to enjoy. Number 3. Microsoft wants to build its own Xbox mobile gaming store. Eric Van Allen at Destructoid writes, CMA filings show how the Activision Blizzard deal could help build the Xbox mobile store. Amid investigations over Microsoft's possible acquisition of Activision Blizzard, new details have emerged about its plans for a mobile store to compete with other platforms. Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal is under investigation by the UK's Competition and Market Authority CMA. As part of those filings, Microsoft says a motivation for the acquisition is to help build out its mobile presence. Here's the relevant item from the CMA filing as reported on by The Verge. Quote, this transaction will improve Microsoft's ability to create a next-generation gaming store, which operates across a range of devices, including mobile, as a result of the addition of Activision Blizzard's content. Building on Activision Blizzard's existing community of gamers, Xbox will seek to scale the Xbox Store to mobile, attracting gamers to a new Xbox mobile platform. Shifting consumers away from the Google Play Store and App Store on mobile devices will, however, require a major shift in consumer behavior. Microsoft hopes that by offering the well-known and popular content, gamers will be more inclined to try something new." End quote. Microsoft has been pushing more and more into the mobile market. Putting its cloud gaming service on phones makes for pretty good reasons to pick up a controller clip and a game on the go. 
But this new development could see Microsoft opening its own platform, one that would compete with Google Play Store and the App Store. Mobile game revenue from Activision Blizzard is strong. As Microsoft notes in the filing, the output of the king side of Activision Blizzard alongside games like Call of Duty Mobile represent a good chunk of revenue. The acquisition remains under scrutiny though as the CMA continues to investigate. This is pretty big. Xbox wants to have that presence in mobile like they already do with their initiative with cloud gaming. I simply just don't see how this would ever work, as you can't even launch cloud games through the Game Pass app natively on the App Store. You have to go through a link, through the browser, this whole thing, yada yada. Why would Google and Apple with the App Store allow you to purchase games through an Xbox Store on their platforms? I don't really see how this is going to work out, but I'm excited to find out more on what their plans are, as I've been doing a lot more gaming with Xbox on my phone through the Backbone Controller, Xbox Game Pass Remote Play, and Cloud Gaming. Number 4, Xbox Update lets you add mute startup sound, adds TV audio controls, and more. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, The Xbox October Update, which is available to download today for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One, adds some nifty new features to both consoles. After the update is installed, you'll be able to change your TV volume from the Xbox Guide, Series X and S only. Mute startup sounds, select or change your home Xbox from the console, and more. The update adds a new HDMI CEC feature to Xbox Series X and S consoles that allows you to change the volume of your TV directly from the Xbox Guide. To do this, you'll need to press the Xbox button on your controller, navigate to the audio music section, where you will see buttons to change your TV volume or mute it. Eliminating the need to find your TV remote that's become lodged in the dark void between your sofa cushions. Microsoft says it's also adding a fan requested feature with the October update. You will now be able to mute the Xbox startup sound that plays each time you turn your console on. Elsewhere, there are new setup screens to make it easier to select and change your home console when setting up a new Xbox. Microsoft has updated the names of the different power modes to make them clearer, and it has updated the Xbox Pass key and Xbox Guest key names to Xbox Pin and Xbox Guest Pin. You also notice the search bar has been added to the top of your console's home screen, making it easier to quickly search the Xbox Store. The Xbox mobile app is also getting an update. You can now trim the length of your Xbox gaming clips directly in the app. To do so, head to the library, captures, and choose one of your clips. You'll then be able to adjust the start and end of the clip. Not much to say, all good updates. I love being able to edit the clips because often I will record stuff, sometimes send it to my friends, and it'd be nice to just trim it to the main part that I want to show. Number five, Obsidian isn't working on a fall game, but the CEO would love to. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Fall New Vegas developer Obsidian isn't working on a new fall game currently but its CEO, Fergus Yerkart, says, quote, there's not a question, end quote, about doing one if he was asked. Speaking to Dual Shockers, Yerkart said his studio would unquestionably work on a new fall game if the opportunity arose, though he doesn't know if Bethesda would ever ask it to. Quote, if we ever got the opportunity to make another fall game, we'd make it. There's not even a question of whether or not we would do it. It's just, will the opportunity arise, end quote, Yerkart said. Quote, I hung out around Interplay for probably an extra year because I wanted to work on Fallout more. I love Fallout, end quote. Don't expect anything anytime soon, though. On the series' 25th anniversary, Obsidian more or less confirmed that it isn't working on a Fallout game at the moment. I wanted to highlight this because many people want to see Fallout again. How has been so long since a new release in the series? I understand we have the 4K resolution versions of 3 and New Vegas on our Xbox Series X and S and I believe Xbox One X, but... We can't get remakes of these excellent beloved games. They have to be in the works as a new Fallout game isn't on the horizon for at least, what, 10 years right now? As Bethesda Studios proper is working on Starfield, getting that out, then Elder Scrolls 6, then Fallout, and Obsidian is going to be working on The Outer Worlds 2 and Avowed, and then maybe a Fallout if they were asked. That is way too long to wait for a beloved franchise. Number 6, Silent Hill rebooted with four new games. 
Strong carry at your achievements rights. After years of waiting, Konami finally unveiled what it has in store for the Silent Hill franchise. Konami has announced four new Silent Hill games, including a remake of Silent Hill 2, which is a timed PS5 exclusive. During Konami's Silent Hill transmission, the publisher announced four new Silent Hill games are on the way. If you missed the event, here's a quick roundup of all the games announced during the showcase. Silent Hill 2 Remake Kicking off the showcase was the Silent Hill 2 Remake, developed by Boober Team. The remake is coming to PC and is also a timed PS5 exclusive for 12 months, so it likely won't arrive on Xbox for a while yet. No release date was announced. Silent Hill Townfall Next up was Silent Hill Townfall, which is in development at Scottish studio No Code and will be published by Annapurna Interactive. Unfortunately, not much was said about the mysterious new game, platforms, and a release date were also not revealed. No Code says we can expect more on Silent Hill Townfall in the next year. Silent Hill Ascension Silent Hill Ascension is dubbed, quote, an interactive streaming service series where the entire community shapes the canon of Silent Hill, unquote. Again, not much was revealed about this one, but it is expected to launch in 2023. Platforms were not announced. Silent Hill F the final announcement of the showcase was Silent Hill F, which Konami says is, quote, a completely new story set in 1960s Japan, featuring a beautiful yet horrifying world, end quote. It's being written by Raikushi 07, famed for Japanese visual novels dealing with murder mysteries, psychological, and supernatural horror. No release date or platforms were announced. As for non-game projects, Konami revealed that a new Silent Hill film is in the works. Return to Silent Hill is being directed by 2006 Silent Hill director Christopher Gans, and the project is still in the early stages. So I love survival horror, however Resident Evil is one of my favorite franchises of all time, so I never actually played Silent Hill. I was excited to play a remake of one of these games since people say they're some of the best survival horror out there, and that left a PS5 console exclusive for 12 months. I guess I will wait until then. As always we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and I wanted to make sure everyone was aware of this cool feature. Credit to the gamer for this one. Did you know you can remap some of the controls on your controller? So this is a returning feature from previous gen controllers. Using the Xbox Accessories app, you can access the remap configuration for your controller. The app is fairly self-explanatory, allowing you to highlight the buttons you want to swap and remap. It's important to keep in mind though, you cannot remap the triggers, menu, view, and the Xbox buttons. The share button can be remapped only with recording features like taking video clips or screenshots. This function is useful if you plan to use your controller on a PC. When you compare them to Nintendo and Sony, I do love all the options that Microsoft gives us with the Xbox, the controllers, the software, the hardware, where we want to play, how we want to play, with who we want to play. Really enjoy it. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please do me a favor, go on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, and more importantly, leave me a positive review if you like the show. It means a lot. And follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've continued playing Overwatch 2 with my friends when we have time, really enjoying it, and finally made the switch for a couple of matches on PC as I start to warm up my skills to hopefully prepare for Warzone 2 if I fall back in love with that game like I fell in love with Warzone 1 when it first launched. I'm also continuing my playthrough through Resident Evil 2 Remake for Spooky October. Again, it's one of my top three favorite games of all time. I absolutely love it. I'm going through on hardcore mode, but cheating with the unlimited ammo handgun. I don't even know how you would do it without that. Love that game. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Rose at 93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.